Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, I want to hop in real quick, and uh, I'm going to try my best not to go uh, for too long <laughs> and uh, to get too uh, crazy with it. But uh, Joe Biden, I want to talk about Joe Biden in an article that I read today about Joe Biden and, and what Joe, uh, Uncle Joe, uh, Sleepy Joe, whatever you want to call him, plans to do. Uh, during his first uh, 100 days in office, it has to do with immigration. Uh, Joe Biden has <clears throat> made it 100% abundantly clear that he plans to uh, push for uh, the legalization of 11 million uh, illegal immigrants in this country. Uh, that is interesting to me because there's not been one single mention of reparations for black people. Uh, you know, <clears throat> all those black people who saved America and bragged about it. All those black people, the Stacey Abrams types who uh, saved America, saved the Democratic Party. Uh, no no conversation about that. No conversation about reparations. Uh, the first thing, the very first thing that Biden says he's going to do is uh, give legalization to 11 million uh, people that are in the country illegally. So uh, I'm, so get comfortable. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, we're about to get started uh, on DrBoyceTV.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going, what's going on, guys? What's happening? What's happening? I hope you guys are having a good day. Um, sorry about that. There's a noise in the background. I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, if you're black and intelligent, uh, say yes in the chat. Uh, if you're not black and intelligent, then you are kindly welcome to leave uh, because this is not a conversation for you. Uh, this is definitely not a conversation for anybody who, uh, you know, does silly stuff. You know, the silly stuff that fulfills the stereotypes like, you know, voting because uh, because you think somebody looks cool wearing a pair of chucks or voting for somebody because uh, because they ate chitlins with your pastor or voting for somebody because uh, because because you think that, um, you know, because you're scared of Donald Trump or whatever or voting for somebody because you uh, because you uh, were falsely told that your ancestors died for you to have the right to be a Democrat. Um, I, th th those people are probably not going to be happy with this conversation because I'm going to do something that. Uh, that that a lot of people don't want to do with you is to encourage you to be smart and intelligent. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to break all rules of blackness in America by encouraging black people to actually be critical thinkers. And uh, and I just know for a fact that uh, that a lot of people don't want to be critical thinkers. They don't want to actually look at things from an objective standpoint. Uh, they just want to go along with the flow. They want to do what they're told. And uh, that's what you've been doing since slavery. So I don't blame you. I I forgive you for you know not what you do. Now, uh, let me talk about Joe Biden for a minute. Uh, I just read an article today about Joe Biden literally stating very clearly and succinctly, you know, the same way he stated clearly and succinctly to those Negroes that were sitting on um, that Zoom call. Remember when he started yelling at them like he's a, he's their daddy? <laughs> Anybody remember that when, when, uh, when Biden was yelling at them and like, like, like a pimp, like a pimp yelling at a pack of hoes? Like, just, like, oh, bitch, shows me. Shut up, man. Like, and so anyway, uh, it looked like a it looked like a it looked like a scene from the Mac. I swear to God. And uh, so Joe Biden was yelling at his little his little political flunkies, so uh, the little little people that uh, go out here, little leprechauns that go out here and and uh, get votes for him, and, and basically letting them know. Anybody, give me a yes or no if you saw that where Biden was literally yelling at them, slapping them around. I mean, I, I really thought he was going to put the pimp hand down on them. Cause that's what happens. That's what, what you know. You got to keep your hoes in check. You know, Uncle Joe knows that. You got to keep your hoes in check. So he was, he was, he was telling them, like, look, you gets no priority up in here. You have no say in how I'm gonna run my house. This is the White House. This ain't the Black House. This is the White House. This ain't the Black House. Uh, and this is Uncle Joe's house. And uh, and the fact that I can incarcerate a hundred thousand of your men, and you still run up on me like I'm your daddy. You still are lining up around the block just to get the opportunity to tickle my balls. Um, you get no respect up in here. 
Why would I respect you? You have you have no options. Clearly, you have no options because only a complete fool will go and want to hang out with somebody who incarcerated their daddy. Only a fool. Uncle Joe wouldn't do it. Give me a yes or no. Let me ask you all this question because I'm looking for something. That's why I'm looking around. Uh, give me a yes or no. Do you think that Uncle Joe would vote for a candidate who sent his daddy to prison? Do you think that Uncle Joe would support uh, somebody for president if they tried to send their daddy to prison? Give me a yes or no. I don't think he would because he ain't stupid. He ain't stupid. I mean, you might not like the man, but you got to give him credit. He ain't, he ain't a dummy. He's strategic. He understands. He, he probably understands y'all better than I do. <laughs> he understands y'all better than I do because Uncle Joe, he got game. I, I can't imagine trying to destroy a community, like literally building my entire career, trying to destroy a community and then have that community be my number one backers just so I can go and use their political power to go do something for somebody else. Seriously, I, I, that's like a man trying to murder a woman and, 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 and beat her half to death. And then she still shows up and gives him money so he can put gas in his car to go see his side chick. They, 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 that's love. Like, like y'all might, you know, we might criticize folks, you know, black folks for a lot of reasons. But my God, your capacity for love and forgiveness it's unfathomable. I must not be 100% black because I don't know that much forgiveness. I can't I can't go that far. But you think about it, though. You do know relationships where people are that stupid. Some of y'all have been stupid. How, how many of y'all have ever been in love and done something really stupid? Like, you know, like a guy like maybe buying, uh, you know, like like buying something expensive for a girl who has no respect for you, who don't even like you. Like, that's what you do when you're young and stupid. Right. You know, or ladies where you keep on giving it up to a guy. Who has literally at every available opportunity literally like wanted to do an R. Kelly on you, like like literally pee on your forehead and disrespect you in every way. But because you love him so much, you think you're going to love him to, to like your love is going to change who he is and he never changes. And then you grow up and realize that that's not the way to go. Well, I, I think that black folks are hopelessly in love with Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Uh, literally, we are the we are the people, apparently, who will let this man crap all over us again just this is the, this is datum this is not me being mean or dramatic um you know because i'm sure somebody in the chat's gonna call me a trump supporter because it's that those are the, some of the negro tactics that you see that that are, that's the other beautiful thing about about some of some of the backward thinking people is that not only will you have this insatiable love for someone who hates you but you will actually do their dirty work and go and attack other black people who are encouraging black people to actually think for themselves. These, like these Negroes, like I see Civil Hassan says, Dr. Boyce wanted Trump. Well, Civil Hassan is the type of Negro that would go and attack Ice Cube for saying, I want something for black people. Like, seriously, you, you got people out there like that. You And it's not new. It's, it's, it's not new. I mean, it's been true since the plantation. You go back to the plantation, the, some of the people that beat the slaves the hardest, the worst, were the black overseers. It wasn't, sometimes a master would be like, I don't want to deal with that. You go deal with that. And in order to earn favor with the master, he would give the Negro an extra beating, like you get extra, extra beating because of that. So so this is not new. This is not if you understand, if you read books like I keep I keep books on speed dial like black labor, white wealth. If you read a book like this, it, it, it tells you everything about why some of our people are so backward, why we support things that are against our interests. And this is not an, a debate that where I have to work hard to prove this to you. Because all you got to do is look around. If you want to know whether or not we're voting against our interests, all you got to do is look around and ask yourself, give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Are black people getting more edu better educated than we were 40, 50 years ago? Like, are, are our schools better? Are our kids being better educated? Um, are we doing better economically than we were 40, 50 years ago? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Because uh, I showed you a chart. I showed you, you all a chart last time that showed that even, no matter, even when you went from 103 black elected officials in 1964 to 8,000 in 1992. You did not improve uh, economically. You did not improve in terms of incarceration. You did not improve in terms of poverty. So what are you voting for? What, what did you what did you get? What, what did you get out of the deal? Nothing. So let's talk about Joe Biden's immigration thing. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Um, so so let's look at this, uh, this Joe Biden thing. I'm going to read this article and tell you why this article concerned me. Or it didn't concern me. It didn't surprise me. But it's very interesting that they're that blatant. I mean, it's one thing when somebody sneakily disrespects you. 
when they start blatantly disrespecting you, that's a whole nother level of disrespect. That's like um, the difference between a man. I heard, uh, you know, you hear stories all the time about men that will cheat on their wives or their girlfriends secretly. But I, I heard a story not too long ago about a man who would flirt with other women in front of his wife because he literally was like, like, you have no options. You're going to do what I say. You're not going to stand up to me. And I know it. And I'm going to let you know that I know it. Like, that's that's it. So so the fact that Biden is being so blatant about this, like he he yelled at uh, all, all the fake black leaders that were sitting at that meeting, the Al Sharpton types, he just yelled at them. And uh, that was one thing. And then now he's announcing that his first agenda item is going to be uh, legalizing 11 million uh, illegal immigrants. Now, uh, and, and what's interesting also is that if you pay attention during the election, the Democratic Party leadership were specifically under orders. Almost, I, I, I would be, I would be, I would bet anything they were under specific orders, not even to say the word reparations. You all have said the word reparations like crazy. Kamala Harris didn't say it once that I understand. In fact, I remember Kamala specifically saying, "It's not like I'm gonna do something specific for Black folks." Right. But you're going to do something specific for illegal immigrants. That's what it is. This is not hate speech. I'm sure that the social media giants will call that hate speech. But that's just but but it's, I, but if you call truth, when you start calling truth hate speech, uh, that pretty much tells everybody, the whole world, what you stand for, what you're all about. This is not hate speech. This is truth. So let's read now. Uh, it says President elect Joe Biden's decision to immediately ask Congress to offer legal status to an estimated 11 million people in the country has surprised advocates, given how the issue has long divided Democrats and Republicans, even within their own parties. Biden will announce legislation his first day in office to provide a path to citizenship for millions of immigrants in the United States legally, according to four people briefed on his plans. So pay attention now. He's literally making this the number one priority in his administration. Let's talk about that. Does anybody remember, yes or no, when um, you had all these people, black folks, that were saving the Democratic Party, that, that literally were the difference makers in getting Biden elected? Anybody remember Stacey Abrams being on the cover of magazines, smiling all big, because she was given credit for helping Biden or helping the Democrats win in Georgia? She was also given credit for helping the Democrats win in the national race. Um. So what's interesting to me is that it's very fascinating that the people that literally got the most credit for saving the Democratic Party are nowhere on the priority list. There's nothing that uh, the, the only things that I see on the priority list on any level are them stepping forward and solving problems that that were kind of artificially created in the first place. Like we're going to save you from uh, police shootings. Right. Not to say the police shootings don't matter, but there's less than 50 black men per year, less than 50 unarmed black men per year shot by the police. Doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be addressed. But that's not the number one thing killing black people. That's just not. It's just true. You just go look up the data. I'm not. I'm not. Saying, I'm not belittling it. I'm saying it's just not true. Um, that's also not the number one thing that black people were asking for, right? Uh, and and it's also not something that Biden and Harris are are really positioned to address, because if you recall, Biden was very much uh, pro police. Uh, he actually passed the crime bill that spent $10 billion building more prisons and putting 100,000 cops on the street. So many of the cops on the street that were killing the black men are cops actually put out there by Joe Biden. This is a fact. This is not me trying to be an asshole today. This is just me telling you the truth. Kamala Harris called herself the top cop of California. She literally said, I am the top cop in this state. So, so I'm not really sure if you would expect the top cops to really go and protect you from the cops at that level. But then again, you can you can keep your hopes and dreams alive because I guess that's just what we do. What I'm really fascinated by is the fact. Let me ask you a question. Simple question. Yes or no. Are black people owed reparations for slavery? Give me a yes or no. How many of you agree that black people should get something uh, in, in compensation for the fact that for 400 years, uh, these people stole our assets, stole our wealth, uh, raped, beat, lynched, m- murdered us in the street? Uh, blocked us out of economic opportunities, didn't let us participate in the Homestead Act, redlined us into poverty, uh, stole our wealth left and right. Give me a yes or no if you think we deserve compensation for that. Yes or no? Do you think that's an agenda item? Do you think that that would actually solve some problems? So now that we're in agreement that that's an issue, I'm really trying to figure out how anybody can make sense of this idea that that issue is going to be completely ignored 
in favor of an issue that actually isn't isn't just a separate issue, but it actually works against you. Now, some people are a little bit slow. Some people aren't going to get it. Some people are caught up in their emotionality. So again, feeding into the slave tradition that you've been taught over the centuries, you're going to spend more time being mad at me than you're going to spend being mad at the people that are actually doing these things to you. I don't blame you for this because that's your slave training. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson in, in Black Labor, White Wealth, you can read where he specifically states exactly how they spent a lot of resources brainwashing you so that you would become their number one weapon. You would you would become the leading white supremacist in America because you wouldn't just elevate whiteness. You would actually downgrade blackness. So some of y'all are sitting there bulging eyes, mad as hell, blood pressure going up because you're looking at me saying, who is that Negro on that high horse talking this crazy stuff, saying these things to me? Right. You're doing a Samuel L. Jackson from Django Unchained. And you're literally looking at me pissed off because you're like, who is that nigga on that nag? Right. You're getting mad. That's your slave training. So I'm going to I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to ignore you because grown folks are talking right now. Uh, And when I say grown folks are talking right now, it's because uh, we have to have our own revolution. We need to remove the idiots from leadership roles. We need to uh, understand who we need to listen to and who we need to ignore. We need to not let the slaves try to be the leaders. The the sheep cannot lead the flock. The sheep are going to just do whatever they're told. Uh, We need people that are going to assertively step forward and say, this is just not what's going to happen. Right. So let me show you specific and clear evidence of exactly how immigration policy has actually diluted the black vote. Believe it or not, they they talk about voter suppression, but usually when they talk about voter suppression, they're talking about what Republicans are doing. Um, But voter suppression, let's look at the definition of voter suppression real quick, so I can so we can try to try to see what uh, what it says in the dictionary. Voter suppression is a strategy used to influence the outcome of an election by discouraging or preventing specific groups from, from voting. Right. So the specific definition of voter suppression relates to keeping you from voting. Right. We know that voter suppression in that particular context is a problem. And actually, I think the Democrats solve some of that problem by getting you an opportunity to vote. But here's where they're actually doing the suppressing. If I get you an opportunity to vote, but I try to pressure you in every way imaginable to vote the way I want you to vote, then I haven't really given you the opportunity to vote. Uh, stay with me on this. Give me a yes or no if you follow what I'm saying. It's almost like diversity. A lot of companies will say, well, yeah, we want diversity. And what they found was that companies really weren't seeking diversity of, of thought, diversity of perspective. They just wanted people with black skin who were going to behave just like the white boys. So if I come in with black skin and I do exactly what the white boys do, I speak exactly the way the white boys think. I have the exact same ideas that the white boys have, and I co-sign the ideas that the white boys have, then I'm adding no diversity at all. I'm just giving you something different to look at. I'm giving you fake diversity. That's not real diversity. Diversity is when I come in with a diverse perspective that adds flavor to uh, to the environment, right? So, So when I tell you what to do, I'm not really giving you power at all. I'm actually using you. I'm manipulating you. So perhaps instead of just talking about voter suppression, we might want to talk about voter manipulation or voter intimidation or or something like that, that describes the idea that says that the reason I want you Negroes to show up to the polls is because you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do, because I'm going to try to pin you down so bad that you're going to feel like you have no option except to vote for me. Now, I want you to think about that. If you have $100 in your wallet and I say, I want you to have that $100, that $100 belongs to you. You, It's your money to spend. And then we go to the store and you say, well, I want to get me a new pair of shoes. I say, no, 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 no. If you're getting shoes, you need to get them my size, Negro. And and then you say, well, well, but I don't want to get your size shoes. I need shoes that fit me. No, no, no. You're going to get shoes for me. And then I do another Debo on you. You walk into the, the grocery aisle and you say, I want to get me some carrots and lettuce. And I say, no, 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 no. We're going to get potato chips. Um, we're going to get candy bars. And you say, but that's not what I want to eat. I pull a Debo on you. Like, what, what's wrong with you, boy? Like, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to throw down with you if you don't buy exactly what I tell you to get. Have I really given you freedom? 
Is that freedom? Give me a yes or no. If that sounds like freedom to you. Yes or no. But then at the end, I turn around and say, see, I gave you the chance to go spend your own money. I supported you the whole way. I opened the door for you to go shopping. But if I'm sitting over your shoulder telling you what to buy, I haven't given you anything. I haven't given you any freedom. I've taken away your freedom. I've given you the illusion of freedom. So for black people in America, one of the things that you have to understand is that when it comes to voting, you're not given free. You don't have any freedom. You're given the illusion of freedom. The only black people in America that have freedom are the people who who demand their freedom. And that makes sense. Malcolm X used to say that that freedom is not free. Freedom is not something someone gives you. Freedom is something that you take. There are black people in America. I'm lifting my shirt so you can see, understand where I come from, who are saying, kiss my black ass. I'm taking my freedom. I do not care if you don't like me. I do not care if you talk bad about me on the Internet. I do not care if you call me a Trump supporter. I do not care if you talk about my mama. I do not care if you try to make me feel guilty. I do not care if you try to scare me. I do not care because it's my vote and I'm going to do what I want with it. I'm going to go to the store with my $100 and I'm going to buy whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't like it, then take your ass home. Seriously, black people don't have that kind of courage as a collective. Many of our people do not have that. Let me tell you why. Because the minute you step into politics and you say, you know, I really don't want to vote for that guy, Joe Biden. He, he, that's not my type of guy. They start calling. Some people start calling you a Trump supporter. There are probably people in the chat that are saying that about me right now. Just just know I just need you all to really understand. I just don't give a fuck like like you. You're wasting your fingers like you probably need to go and, you know, use your hands for something else. Go jack off or something. But you but you're not I, I you're wasting your energy in your fingers typing that I'm a Trump supporter because I do not care. And what if I was? So what? It's my vote. That's my hundred dollars, not yours. My money to spend. I, if I want to go in there and buy a candy bar with it and a pair of shoes, then then I'm that's what I'm gonna do. If I want to go buy um, a piece of plastic with my hundred dollars, it's my money. You have no right to tell me what to do with my money. The other thing they'll do is they'll do stupid stuff. It's one thing if you have a community that has stupid people. Every community has stupid people. Every community has its idiots who don't know how to think. That's fine. It's another thing when you have a community where the stupid people are propped up and given the most power, where uh, when, 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 the, when the president of the United States is doing interviews for representatives of the black community and they pick somebody like a Cardi B who knows nothing about politics, she knows everything about popping pussy and WAP and everything else. She, 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 she's an expert on that. She should, she should probably write a book. But she's not a political analyst. She's not uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. She's not uh, a, a history expert. She's not an expert on all economic and sociopolitical issues in the black community. Why is Cardi B interviewing Joe Biden? Well, that's white supremacy. That's what white supremacy does. They say, look, we don't want to talk to the smartest of you. We want to talk to the dumbest of you. That's why they, were, they had a fear of Ice Cube. Because uh, the biggest threat to national security in their mind was the fact that Ice Cube would talk to a guy like me. And y'all know me. I'm going to talk. I'm going to break it down and be like, OK, here's what I think is going on, brother. Here's what I think. You know, you you make the decision. You say what you want. I ain't nobody going to tell Ice Cube what to say. I don't do that. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to anybody. It's, you know, Not him. He's a smart man with his own mind. But I'm an advisor. I step in. I say, well, you know. This is an issue that they haven't really addressed. You know, there, there's this other issue that they aren't really talking about, right? And, and, they, and so, that, so that's why they will suppress the voice of an Ice Cube and elevate the voice of a Cardi B. But don't blame them. Don't blame them. Don't get mad at them because they're just doing what is natural. They're, they're engaged in self-preservation. That's what you're supposed to do. Why, would you, why in the world would a Joe Biden want to talk to somebody like me? Why in the world would Joe Biden want to hear from Ice Cube when he can go talk to Cardi? Cardi's going to say exactly what he wants to hear. Probably because Cardi trying to avoid some federal charges for that lady she beat up in that bar a couple years ago. Now, whatever. She, she probably got all kinds of stuff that they could do a Bill Cosby on Cardi B just like that. They could get her put in prison just like that after she went on Instagram and, and admitted that she used to drug men and steal their money and get them raped and all this. Like, y'all y'all forget about that. But, but But that's out there, right? So don't think that some of your leading black people that the politicians talk to are, don't have a thumb on their neck. Don't think that they're not holding something over their head that's controlling them. And that's why in order to be a leader, you got to be smart. You got to be free. You got to be courageous. Many of our so-called 
uh, public figures, so-called leaders that are speaking to the politicians, don't know what's going on. That's why your community continues to go backward. That's why your community doesn't make progress. Now, here's the interesting thing. It's one thing if you have stupid people at the front of the line. That, that's going to happen, right? White supremacy is going to elevate the, the least of us, and, and the smart ones are going to get shoved to the back. That's fine. It's up to us to fight to create our voice. Nobody gave me my voice. Nobody get, You know where my voice comes from? My voice came because I went directly to you. There is no white-owned media outlet in America that would elevate my voice to the black community because I'm because I because I, I I would start too much shit. I will open up too many hornets' nests that they don't want to deal with. So there's a reason why people like me have to fight to create my voice. I'm not going to get it easy, right? Uh, but it's another thing. It's another thing. It's one, so it's one thing when you have stupid people at the front of the line. It's another thing when the stupid people try to dumb down the community. It's another thing when stupid people will will deliberately fight to keep the community stupid. When backward people will fight to keep the community going backward, when they will literally pull out the broom, the pitchfork, the broom and the shotgun to defend Mass's house. What you saw in this election was absolutely appalling because you saw people that literally were voting for nothing, that literally could not explain how their community was going to benefit from who they voted for, going out and deliberately seeking to suppress and intimidate any voice of reason, any voice that was unique, any voice that simply said, well, what, what's in it for black folks? I mean, process this. This is how sick and crazy some of our people are, that literally they got mad at Ice Cube for simply saying, well, shouldn't black people get something out of this thing? Like, if, if we're going to vote, shouldn't we benefit too? I mean, do, do you, give me a yes or no if you thought that was a little bit strange. Like, that that's the sickness of it all, is that it's one thing if you sit over there and you ain't doing nothing. It's another thing when you when the only thing you're doing is proactively seeking to undermine those who are actually trying to get something done. Because you can't argue that what you've been doing is working. You can't argue. Like, like I get data, I got data and statistics that will show you that your community has gone backward. Black wealth is dropping. You got more college degrees, but you don't know, you don't understand basic things like, like actually land ownership and starting businesses and making investments is actually how you get ahead, not getting more college degrees or more student loan debt. Your, 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 your path to financial freedom shouldn't start with going $200,000 in debt for a college degree. That, that doesn't make any sense. That's not logical. So, so let me let me show you on this immigration piece. I'm gonna show you. I'm, I brought some receipts here. I'm gonna pop this up real quick. Um, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, I'm gonna share my screen and show you guys. This is out of Dr. Claude Anderson's book, uh, Black Labor, White Wealth. Now, I want you to look at this for immigration policy. This is immigration policy and how immigration policy is actually specifically utilized to uh, dilute, suppress, and destroy the black vote. Uh, this is uh, the immigration quota back in 1924. The problem they had in 1924, before I show you this, I'm going to explain this to you. The problem they had in 1924 was they said, we got too many Negroes, and if black people ever start voting and stuff like that, they're going to have too much power. So they said, we got to get some more people in here that are going to make sure that we minimize the impact of the black vote. So what they did was they set quotas. This is according to official, official quotas that they set on uh, on immigration. So if you were English, uh, aka white and Protestant, then you could anybody could come in. You could you you, you could bring in a million people. It was fine. If you were Irish, well, Irish are kind of like a lower tier of white people in their mind. So they said we'll allow quite a few, but not too many. So thirty four thousand Irish. If you were from Western Europe, it went down to twenty eight thousand Eastern Europe, etc. So you keep going down. The darker it gets, you know, you go from white to yellow to brown. The darker it gets, the lower the numbers get. And when you get down to African, it's zero, closed, closed. So they basically said, we want to make America white again. They basically said, we got too many black people here. We need a country that is going to dilute and minimize the number of black people that are here. So immigration policy has been consistently used as a way to dilute the black vote. So what my theory is, is that, the Biden administration, they see people like us coming. You know, they, they, they saw Ice Cube. They were scared to death. They said, OK, how do we get we need to get some min minions out here that are going to go attack him and, 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 and mislabel him and use propaganda against him. But we can't hold this off forever because too many people are learning the truth. Too many people are hearing a message that says we should expect more from our politicians. So they're making plans for the next generation of 
of electoral cycles. They're basically saying, look, if we legalize 11 million people from another country, then we're not going to need black people in their votes anymore anyway. We're not going to need black people to do anything. So, so you know, in, in 10 years, it won't be a Stacey Abrams on the cover of magazines for saving the Democratic Party. It'll be a person that is from Latin America. This is not anti-Hispanic. I have plenty of people that I love that are from that area. But the thing about it is that um, this is our country. Like, let's just keep it 100. Like, we are descendants of slaves. We built this damn country. Um, if you're from Mexico, maybe your descendants built Mexico. If you're from El Salvador, maybe your descendants built El Salvador. So if I go to El Salvador, I can't expect the El Salvadorian government to take care of me before they take care of the people of El Salvador. If I go to Mexico, I can't expect the Mexican government to take care of me before they take care of the citizens of Mexico. If I go to China, China will make it 100% clear. China is blatant with it. They make it 100% abundantly clear that you ain't one of us. You ain't one of us. Not only do we not give you the same, give you equality, we're not even going to play that game with you. But on top of that, we won't even let you come over here really and set up a business unless it's a business that we think we can copy and replicate. If you go to China, has anybody ever gone to China? Maybe you haven't done this, but but let me just tell you, if you go to China and ever try to, I want you to get on your app and look for an Uber in China. Try to get you an Uber in China. You can, I, I've been, I got Ubers in Europe. I got Ubers in Latin America. I could get Ubers all across the United States. When I go to China, there is no Uber app. The app doesn't work. Why? Well, because they've got, uh, I think it's called Shishing or something. I forgot what it's called. But they've got their own version of Uber. They're like, no, we got this. We don't We don't want you coming over here taking our money. We, we ain't stupid like the black community. We don't want you taking all of our money and taking it back home. We're going to build it here, right? Uh, if you go to China and you try to look up, you go to, look, pay, pay attention now. You go to Europe, you look up Google and Facebook, it's right there. Go to South America, same thing. You go any other part of the world, same thing. Go to China. Try to look up Google. Google. Type in Google.com in the internet. It's going to say this website does not exist. We know we know nothing about a Google. What is a Google? Why is that? Well, because they built their own version of Google. They protect their people. That's just what they do. So what I'm saying is that for black people in America, no, you're not, you're not, nobody's protecting you, but it's not really their fault. It's your fault because you don't protect yourself. You don't look out for your own. You don't care about your own. You are accustomed to this idea that you're supposed to sacrifice for everyone else and no one is supposed to sacrifice for you. You will brag. Pay attention. You will brag about the fact that Stacey Abrams saved the Democratic Party and will never once even think to yourself, well, what did the Democratic Party do for us? The, all, they, all, they, all they'll do is they'll say, well, we protected you from Donald Trump. Well, that's because you've got triggered Negro syndrome. Your whole life, you've been getting triggered since you were a baby. Your whole life, you've been told that you are a victim because you're black. Your whole life, you've been told you ain't nothing but a lowly Negro and that the best you can hope for is for some benevolent white guy to come along and save you. Your whole life, you have been emotional and scared and passive and afraid. And, and they're always like, well, they they going to come get you. If they, you, you might remember, uh, who was it? I think Biden actually said, that if the Republicans get elected, they're going to have y'all back in chains. I kid you not. I think it was Biden who literally said this. And I'm sitting there thinking, what? <laughs> like, are there people Are there people out there that stupid that will hear that? And really, I heard a black person tell me that Donald Trump was going to put black people in concentration camps. I swear to God, I heard somebody say that. I said, where did you get this? Where is your evidence? Or, or even when you tell me I should be scared of the Proud Boys, I'm like, okay, show me the website where I can find out about 10,000 black people that the Proud Boys killed last month. I'm not defending the Proud Boys, but my God, you, your imagination is extraordinary. My goodness, you, you need your medication up in this motherfucker because you really are thinking these people are going to come kill you. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm just saying it ain't happening. Stop trying to scare me with the what ifs. Scare. Let's pay attention to the what is. How about we look at what's really happening instead of you always trying to trigger me and, and over what could happen? I don't want to know what could happen. I want to see what I want to know what did happen and what is happening because I'm going to start with the concrete. I'm going to say, well, you know, here's what did happen. Let me tell you a little story about this thing called the 1994 crime bill. They were incarcerating black men by the thousands and they were being sent away to prison and being uh, beaten. Uh, they were being taken from their families by the thousands, just like the Holocaust, kind of like the Nazi Holocaust, except it was black people. So nobody cared. 
And uh, and they were even black, even some black people don't care. And they were being beaten. They were being raped in prison. Uh, guys were coming out of prison with HIV. Uh, and some of them were being killed in prison, starved to death, uh, malnourished and taken away from their children. Like, let me tell you that bedtime story. But for some reason, you don't want to hear that. For some reason, it's real strange. Like you can really forgive and forget some shit like that. I don't understand that. I really think you have to have a mental illness to hear something like that and to think it doesn't matter. To think that, well, that well, that's just the past. Are you serious right now? So, so what I'm saying to you is this: look, when you talk about this immigration thing, it there is no argument to say that black people have benefited from letting in a bunch of new white people who happen to speak Spanish. Uh, one of the things I can also tell you, just with 100% clarity, is, uh, is that a lot of these people hate your fucking guts. You think that there's a black-brown coalition? Where, where the fuck did you get that from? What evidence do you have to show me that there's a coalition of where millions of these people that are coming from other countries are really going to have your back, really going to be at your reparations march, marching on behalf of your people? What makes you think that you ain't the only dumb motherfucker in the room who literally is going to go fight for people who don't give a shit about you? Seriously, what is it in your universe that makes you think that that any part of the world is as crazy as you are? You are the crazy one. You are uh, the lone wolf when it comes to saying, I will sacrifice myself, mind, body, soul, and economy to save other people because ain't nobody else doing that for you. John Henry Clark broke it down real clear when he said black people have no friends. You ain't got no friends, but you trying to be friends with everybody. You looking for love in all the wrong places. You are the poor little girl in the eighth grade who's sitting in the boys bathroom trying to get the boys to like her by doing whatever the little boys ask her to do. That's what you are because you have no self-esteem. You don't know how to love yourself. You don't care about each other. You don't want to build your own community and you keep doing the same stupid stuff over and over again and falling for the same dumb pet tricks and you somehow think that one day great things are going to happen for you. It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. (coughs) Let me tell you a story. This is just a true fact. I was working on a project where I had a friend who was from, um, I think my friend is, uh, I know she speaks Spanish. I can't remember where she's, I think, I think the Dominican Republic, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm getting it all mixed up. Anyway, she came up with a great idea. She said, you know, boys, your book, uh, you know, I forget which one. She said, it's a great book. We should translate it to Spanish, right? I said, okay, well, I don't know Spanish. I, I fail, I failed Spanish class, but if you can get somebody to translate it, let's go for it. So I had another friend who's from Puerto Rico and, uh, and she was like a business advisor, you know, a good friend of mine. And she said, uh, okay, that's a great idea. So I said, Hey, can you work with her to get my book translated to Spanish? She said, sure. So she called her and she had a, a real honest woman to woman conversation. And she said, um, well, you know that Boyce is going to have a problem when he gets his book translated to Spanish and you market that through Latin America, don't you? And she said, well, yeah, I think so. But what are you talking about? She said, because you know, as well as I do, that a lot of people in the Hispanic community do not like black people. That when they see his black skin, they're going to have a big problem with that. And uh, and and I said, and, and she told me about that conversation. I, and, and I was really kind of, like, really tell me more about that. And it made me more aware when I would go to Columbia, my brother lives in Columbia, and I went to visit my brother. I noticed that on his side of town, there's nothing but white people. They all speak Spanish. You know, they, they're regular people, nice people. You know, they got a lot of fake booties in Colombia. Not that that's important, but that's kind of weird. Like, I kind of like the natural booty. You know, my, my woman got a natural. We, we ain't got nothing fake up in this house. But, but, uh, but, but, but then I guess some people aren't blessed, so they go to the doctor and get surgeries done or whatever. But, but besides the point, um, I, so I'm seeing all these uh, white people with fake booties, and, I was, and it hit me one day. I said, where are the black people? There are black people in Colombia. Where are they? Well, the black people were on the black side of town and they, they only really came to the white side of town that they were working for the white people. And whenever I saw the black people on the white side of town, they were always very sad. They were always in the struggle, maybe begging for money or whatever. Not to say that that's what all the black people are doing in Latin America. I'm just saying that there, that there was clearly a hierarchy. There was clearly 
a segregation process. Maybe it wasn't blatant, but it was there. And I started doing more research on this, and I found out about Brazil, where they have tens of millions of black, I think 20, 20, 30. I think Brazil has the largest black population on earth outside of Nigeria, if I'm not mistaken. And they hide these people. If you go look up the face of Brazil, you are not going to see a black face. You are going to see a white woman. So my point, and the reason I'm bringing this all up to you is because I need you to kind of disabuse, meaning get rid of this false idea that somehow because somebody came from south of the border that they're going to identify with your black ass. When people come from other countries, the first thing they learn is we don't want to be associated with the African-Americans because the African-Americans are at the bottom of the totem pole. And also I've been listening to rap music my whole life and they're all crazy and chaotic and they all, they're just a bunch of animals. We don't want to be connected to the ignorant animals. We want to be around the, the noble white folks who, who opened the door for us to get here. So, so I, I, I kind of need you to stop believing these politicians when they tell you that there's some magical black brown coalition because that's just simply not true. Doesn't mean that there aren't some good people on all sides. Um, I have nothing against anybody. I just love you enough to hopefully help convince you of what the reality actually is. So, so let's let's just kind of make this real simple here. When you talk about Joe Biden making the decision to put immigration and a path to citizenship as his number one agenda item, I want to make that clear. This is this is voter suppression or voter manipulation or voter dilution. All these all these terms are negative towards you. It may not be stopping you from showing up to the polls, but it certainly means that with every election, your vote is definitely going to count less. Also, taking care of human beings from other countries is not free. That's why most countries around the world have immigration policies that favor their own citizens above people from other countries. Just like in our house, we don't have no problem. We don't have nothing against the other kids in the neighborhood. But do you think, give me a yes or no, do you think that I'm going to feed the kids down the block before I feed my own? Yes or no? Or do you think, now sure, I'll feed some of them because we got plenty of food. But if I'm telling my child I don't have enough food to feed you, which is what they're telling black people, we don't have enough to pay you reparations. We don't have enough to do anything. If I'm telling my child we don't have enough food to feed you, how much sense would it make for me to go and get 10 kids from down the street and say, but I'm going to feed them first? How sick would I have to be to do that? Give me a yes or no if that makes any sense to you. Would that Does that make sense that I tell my child, my my now this is now mind you, this might be my stepchild, because that's what you are. You're the stepchild of America. So I tell the stepchild, Well, I love you because you clean the house and I need you to keep cleaning because I need you to get up and, and get you know go clean the bedroom too. Um, but I'm not gonna I, I would and I would feed you, but you know those crumbs I was giving you. I can't even give you the crumbs anymore because we got 10 kids, 10 little light-skinned kids coming from down the block. And we gonna, I'm going to make sure they eat first. After they eat, if there's anything left, then I'll feed you too. And you're like, but how would there be anything left? Because you told me you don't even have enough to feed me when I'm here by myself. So how are you going to feed 10 other kids and, and, and still get have anything left for me? Well, well, that that's not your problem. You shut up, shut up and shut up and dribble, shut up and clean, shut up and and and, and uh, go wash my socks, right? Because and, and that's kind of what that dismissive behavior, that dismissive attitude. That's what you saw from Biden in that meeting he had with the fake black civil rights leaders. When and I call them fake leaders because these are not your leaders. I need you to understand that these are white leaders with black faces. These are these are these are intermediaries. These are managers. These are Negro managers. Negro managers are have the goal. Their role is to manage the black community and they can manage some people. They can't manage people like me. I'm the wild Bronco, the wild Bronco. Who's like, no, I can think for myself. I don't need you to think for me. I don't need, I don't, I don't even, that's why I tell you guys, I believe that one of the things you can do right now today, I'm asking you to consider this. I'm not here to tell you what to do because I don't want to start forcing you or, or, or intimidating you the way they intimidate you. But what I'm encouraging you to consider is that I think as black people, we need to realize that when John Heinrich Clark said, you have no friends, you need to really understand what that means. That even when you realize you have no friends who are white, that in many cases, 
even the, the people who are black are not really your friends. You got, not only do you not have any friends, but you are poisoned in your community with a lot of fake ass friends who pretend to be your friend, who ain't your friend. Even the people you think are your friend, have them ain't your friend. Anybody who tells you to do something or vote against your interests is not your friend. And I'm sorry, some of these civil rights leaders, God bless them. I don't hate them, but a lot of these civil rights leaders are not your friend. Anybody who tells you to do the same thing that got you in the same shithole that you're in right now ain't your friend. Anybody who tells you to keep engaging in the same economic policies and, and pathways that left you broke ain't your friend. Anybody who keeps pushing you to just keep doing the same thing over and over again just because everybody else is doing it, that ain't your friend. And I got to keep it real simple the way my parents kept it simple for me when I was little. You know when you're little and you're in the eighth grade and you're like, well, mama, he said we're going to go to the movies and I'm going to pay for everybody. They will be like, nigga, that ain't your friend. Like, like what are you, you think he's your friend? That boy, but mama, he comes over every day and we eat lunch together. That ain't your friend. That is not so you need to know the difference between who your friend is and who your friend is not. Let me just tell you this. Stop worrying about skin color. Stop getting into like, oh, well, because he's black and because he runs the NAACP, he's my friend. No, if he's not making your life better, he's not your friend. He's not your friend. So what I encourage you to do is what you got to realize is that in order for change to truly happen in the community and in your life and in your family, you're going to have to get real radical about how you do things. You're going to have to close ranks like a motherfucker. Like I'm talking about when I'm talking about closing ranks, I'm not just talking about closing in for black folks. I'm talking about closing in with your family. Don't even trust me. I might be a double agent. Implement some things and, and, and approaches that work for your family. Stop believing in black leadership. There is no such thing when you're talking about leaders that are selected by your oppressor, a Negro on TV is not a black leader. That is not your friend. How did they get on TV in the first place? Well, they got on TV because there's somebody who owns the TV network who said, okay, that's a good Negro. I like that Negro. I don't like that. one. I, I'd rather have them hear from Van Jones. I don't want them hearing from Ice Cube. No disrespect, Van Jones. I don't dislike you, but you're not a black leader. You're just a guy on TV. You're a Negro who got a job. Good for you. I hope you keep the job. You're very intelligent, but you're not a good leader for the black community on any level. Stop being a white supremacist. Stop believing that these people who are telling you what to do on TV are your friends. Sometimes their advice might be good advice. Sometimes it's bad advice. You got to be able to discern the difference. And and I feel like I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really engaged in the impossible task right now of encouraging people to become critical thinkers. I already know I'm looking at myself thinking, this is stupid, boys. What are you doing? You know that the majority of people are not going to be critical thinkers. I am playing in a different zone sometimes mentally because I know I have a lot of education, and that's what happens when I, I I'm not a person who saw myself getting smarter. I am a person who felt like the world was getting dumber. Right. I didn't understand. So so I have to calm myself down a little bit because it's as clear as day to me and, and, you know, it, what's going on. The manipulation is extraordinary. It's terrible. It's destructive. It's going to lead you into a hole. So what I'm telling you is you can't trust nobody. I'm telling you, lead yourself. Please lead yourself. Um, you know, one place you can look if you want to the black, the all black agenda dot com. I put that platform together with free resources, free and low cost stuff that you can implement in your family right now. Like things like the $5 day investing plan. That's totally free. You can do that. That'll build wealth for your family so you can get off the Negro track. The Negro track is uh, I'm, I'm going to um, go to send my kids to a public school so they can prepare to go to a white owned university and give away $200,000 of their family wealth so that they can be trained to go get a job working for another white person. That is highly educated sharecropping. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go to college. Our kids are going to go to college, but that is a sharecropping system that you're overly committed to because somebody lied to you and told you that that's the way to be successful in America. That is not how you become successful in America. There are some elements of it that can work, some elements that will lead you into the same economic shithole that everybody else is going into. You must put together your own process. You must get off the grid, whatever that means. So so let me just finish up with Joe Biden and this, this immigration thing. One of the big problems that black people have, in my view, when you talk about politics and how we go about the process of voting is we have a lot of what I call immature voters. Um, an immature voter to me 
is somebody who is entirely unsophisticated in how they go about deciding which candidate they will support. An example, I'm going to go ahead and call out Ricky Smiley on this. I don't dislike him, but I got to call out the bullshit when I see it. Kamala Harris goes on the Ricky Smiley show and Kamala is talking to Ricky. He asks her no questions of any substance. Uh, he's been told what he's allowed to say and not allowed to say. I'm speculating because I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that he's not that stupid. And Ricky Smiley gets out and, and they start talking about uh, their Greek affiliation. I guess he's a, a Omega and she's AKA. And, and he's and somehow they start playing Atomic Dog and Kamala starts singing along. Atomic Dog. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee. And then after the interview, Ricky Smiley literally gets on you know, his platform with, with a lot of people. I mean, millions, hundreds of thousands of people, right? The ignorance is very broad. It's spread, it's spread bigger than the coronavirus in the black community. It's the biggest STD in the black community is ignorance of the brain. You've millions of our people have been infected that, and, and there's no, there's no evidence that we're going to flatten that curve. And he gets on with millions of people. And he says, he says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did y'all hear her singing Atomic Doll? And she's like, Atomic Doll. Bow, 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 yippee, oh, yippee. Woo! She got my vote. She got my vote. And I said, okay. So you're really telling me that in the very serious world, we have real serious issues as a community. You know, people are dying. Uh, people are being economically devastated. They owe us $15 trillion for reparations alone. This woman has stated clearly that she wasn't going to do anything specific for black people, but they're, they're apparently going to do something specific for illegal immigrants, but but not doing things specific for black people. That the reason that you're going to give her your vote and the reason you just told two million black people to vote for her. Is because she can sing atomic fucking dog, you slimy motherfucker, you you piece of shit. What the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't normally get this mad, but this is that is an a horrible abuse of power. That you literally are gonna be that damn ignorant in front of millions of people, and then you wonder why your community is sitting in a damn holding pattern that they've been stuck in for decades. You will never be the king if you are always insistent on being the clown, and at that particular moment, you were the goddamn clown. And you wonder why the black man gets no respect anywhere on this earth. It's because you always show up in a fucking clown suit. And then you wonder why nobody sees you as a man. And if you're not wearing the clown suit, you're wearing the dress. So stop it. And so, so I'm not usually this firm when it comes to people that are public because I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like picking fights with people, but that just infuriated me. Because I, I look around and I see people that are confused. I see people that are confused as to why black people are not making progress. Why black people are always struggling. Why struggle talk is literally the most common language that you hear in our community. Literally, the number one thing you hear from our people is struggle talk. Well, being black is hard. Well, I'm just I just got up this morning. I was scared because I was scared to get out of bed. I was scared the police officer was gonna meet me in the bathroom and shoot me in the brain. Uh we we scared we're gonna catch coronavirus. We all dying. This is terrible, y'all. This is terrible. So you literally are living this whole reality of nothing but fear, nothing but struggle, nothing but pain, nothing but torture. And the opportunity that you get to have some leverage to end some of that suffering, you throw it away because this politician just played you like a bitch and literally realize that you're so stupid that you're going to give her that millions of votes just because she sang Atomic Dog. And, you know, it is so bad that you can't even blame Kamala for this. Kamala, I don't blame Kamala, just so you know. I'm not mad at Kamala Harris. I'm not mad at Joe Biden for it, for this. I'm mad at us. I'm mad at, not even us, because I can't even say us, because I'm not, you're, you're not, if you're listening, you're probably not one of them. So I'm not even mad at us. I'm mad at them. I'm mad at them, but then I'm mad at us for not identifying them for who they are. Seriously. Um. If, if Kamala knows that you're such a sucker that you're going to give her millions of votes for singing Atomic Dog, if I were her advisor, I would say, just go sing a comment, Atomic Dog. These Negroes will be licking your toes by the end of the night. I would literally tell her to do that. 
So, so, so this is going to change when you change. When you keep falling for the sucker shit, then you're going to get played like a sucker. You're going to consistently get played with that immaturity. And we have a lot of 50-year-old teenagers out here. Like, I'm talking about grown-ass men, grown-ass women on big platforms with millions of people who literally act like little children, who are just stupid. So so that's my two cents on it. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm not interested in saving America. I'm not interested in saving the Democratic Party. Uh, I'm not I'm not a sucker. I'm not interested in saving people who won't save us. Um, My belief is that self-esteem needs to be the order of the day. And a person that has high self-esteem expects reciprocity. A person with high self-esteem is going to be more educated. A person with high self-esteem is going to have the courage to stand up for the people that they allegedly love. What kind of man would I be if my family was starving to death? And I have a chance to get them some food. And my neighbor says, well, my neighbor who has plenty of food says, I need you to cut my grass. And I don't use that as an opportunity to get food for my children. And I say, well, thank you, boss, for letting me cut your grass. Um, Can I get a, can I, can I, can, will, will, you, will you tell me that I'm pretty? Well, will you tell me that I'm a handsome? If you tell me that I'm handsome and smart, I'll cut your grass for free, right? Or if you sing Atomic Dog with me, I'll cut your grass for free. My kids are at home starving to death. I've been given authority to protect this family and the opportunity I get to get them some food I wasted because my neighbor got just got me to cut his grass he would have paid me money he would have gave me food he would have gave me whatever I wanted but instead I just asked him to sing a song and now I'm going to do everything for free the reason you don't have nothing is because you give everything away did you ever think about that that maybe the reason you don't have nothing is that every time you have something you give it away And every time you have a chance to get something else, you throw the opportunity away. You are the football team who loses every game 147 to zero because every time you get the ball, because you want to make friends, you, you out on the fucking football field trying to make friends. You get, every time you get the ball, you give it to the other team. And every time you get a chance to score a touchdown, you throw the ball out of bounds or you fumble it deliberately. You deliberately fumble the ball. And then you wonder why you lose every damn game. Why you are the worst team in the league? Well, because your team captains need to be fired. Your team owner needs to be fired. The coach needs to be fired. The quarterback needs to be fired. And and half the team needs to get cut. You need to get some real players out there that have a winner's mentality or you're always going to end up last in the league. A lot of your most prominent black people in America, your, I'm talking about your fake civil rights leaders. I'm talking about your media personalities. I'm talking about the Negroes you see on TV. I'm talking about your weak, whack-ass politicians. They are the horrible team captains that need to be fired immediately in order for the team to win. That's all I got to say. I'm done talking. I, I kid you, I didn't plan to say half of this, but this, this came out because it's absolutely infuriating. Uh, I don't even blame Joe Biden. I'm really looking at us. I'm saying, when are we going to raise the standard? When are we going to raise the bar? If we never raise the bar, then they're going to give us exactly what we asked for. And right now, we just act like a bunch of suckers. I got to go. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Also, uh, the theallblackagenda.com. Uh, there are resources there. Um, I believe the black agenda should be implemented with your family. You don't need Biden's permission. You don't need your boss's permission. You don't need black leadership's permission. I, I, you need your permission. So if, if you see something on there that can help you use it, if, if you, if it doesn't help you, don't use it. Uh, there's a link to ice cubes contract with black America. That contract is real. I read that contract with complete skepticism because I didn't know what I was going to see. I could tell instantly from the first three paragraphs that this was well-researched, well done, that he'd spoken with experts and that he was using his platform and visibility to promote ideas that were very firm, very solid. So uh, if I had a choice, if I was voting for president, I would vote for a guy like him before I'd vote for any of these losers that are being thrown in front of you. That's just how I see things. That's my belief. Those are my two cents. Forgive me for the profanity. I keep promising myself I'm not going to cuss. But today, some things are worth cussing about. uh, And I'm going to shut off my cussing after this is done. But for the most part, this is worth cussing about because this is ridiculous. You need to stop. Just stop it. I got to go. Uh, Hit the thumbs up button before you go. Thank you for listening. It was great speaking with you, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.
Here we are, claim the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.